Welcome to the Losing Weight with Fasting and Mindful Eating podcast. I am your host, Monika Banach, an advanced practice nurse and a weight loss coach. I am so grateful for you taking the time to listen to today's episode. One of the most commonly asked questions I get, especially from people new to fasting, is how do I just start? How do I just not eat? Well, I wish I could say that there are specific rules to this, but the answer is actually very simple. You just do it. You just don't eat. <laughs> Although I do understand that for some people, this isn't as simple. Fasting is very mental. 99% of it is mental, I would say. So I wanted to make this episode and include enough reasons why you should try it that Hopefully, this will convince you not to give up because you broke a fast a few times or you couldn't get past 16-hour fast. If you are enjoying my podcast, please take a moment to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps spread the word and it helps me continue making these podcasts for free. It does cost money to produce these podcasts and get them edited, so your support is greatly appreciated. The information discussed in this episode is intended as general information only. It's not intended as medical advice. So always consult your healthcare provider before making any changes. I know there are people out there that are completely blown away and think that you're absolutely crazy when you say don't eat for 24 hours, let alone three, four, five days or more. Don't worry, I was one of those people too, and I thought, no way, I could never go a day without eating or skip breakfast. I feel like sometimes we overthink stuff. Fasting is not hard. It's mostly a mental game. Stop overanalyzing everything and feeling paralyzed or scared to try something new. Just do it. Jump in, try it out. If you're currently eating, let's say, three meals a day, just start by skipping one of those meals. When you get comfortable with that, go and drop another meal. And next thing you know, you're eating OMAD, one meal per day. And just like that, simple. Just start doing something. Don't sit there waiting for the perfect moment or when you're ready because that moment might never come. And don't be afraid of failing. You're not, I say this all the time, sometimes I sound like a broken record. You're not failing if you keep trying. The only time you fail is when you stop trying. So what's the worst that can happen? You try for 24 hours and you end up breaking your fast at 18 hours. You still did good. It's okay. Next time you do it again, you might be able to go 19 hours. It's okay. It's your own personal journey, and you need to listen to your body. Fasting is by far the most sophisticated willpower workout available out there. If you get good at fasting and can control your mind and what you eat and drink, you can control pretty much every other aspect of your life. Trust me, this is so, so true. I have literally seen people that like at work that completely lose it like from the hanger like they get so hangry that they completely lose it 
Like that's insane. That tells you you have no control over your emotions. If you completely lose it because you didn't get lunch at noon and you got lunch at one, like that's insane. Think about it. Like that makes no sense. But uh, I used to do that too. (laughs) So if you're one of those people, do not feel bad. You have probably heard the term fasting is like a muscle. The more you do it, the easier it gets. And trust me, this is true. It's just like any new habit out there. It takes your body and mind time to get used to it. But if you allow it, allow yourself time, be patient with yourself and not give up every time you break a fast earlier, then you'll be fine. The worst thing you can do is get frustrated because you can't get past a 16-hour mark or whatever that tough mark of fasting length is for you. That doesn't help you. Getting frustrated only makes things worse because then you're going to give up and not want to try again. I've heard so many excuses known to men when it comes to why someone can't fast. And at the end of the day, I can tell you that most of those excuses are in your head. But there are people that are so incredibly toxic, their bodies are so toxic that they can't go fast because those, those symptoms of, of healing and the toxicity, they're just so extreme that they cannot go long. They have so many withdrawal symptoms like bad headaches and nausea. So it can take your body some time to heal. So don't force it. Again, it is your own journey. It's your own body. And you have to listen to your, your body. Take your time. Everyone is different. Just because Joe Schmuck could go easily for five days with no issues doesn't mean that you can. Maybe you can. But if you can't, don't feel bad and don't compare yourself to others. Most importantly, one thing that I encourage people to do is do your own research and don't just listen to people. There's so much misinformation out there, especially about fasting. But the more you know, the more comfortable you will feel with fasting. Be open-minded. Follow people on Instagram that have succeeded with fasting. I have tons of information on my Instagram and I do a lot of research. I don't just listen to people. I actually research this stuff because I am medical, because I want to understand what really happens in my body. What does fasting do? How it affects me and so forth. All we hear these days is the benefits of eating. You should eat this, you should eat that, you should try that, you know, blah, blah, blah. But no one says to you hardly ever, you don't need to eat anything. Well, when was the last time somebody said, you don't need to eat anything? No one talks about the benefits of fasting. If those endless benefits of fasting don't convince you to give it a try, then I really don't know what can. The obvious benefit and the one that most people use fasting for is weight loss. But weight loss is just one small part of it. There are so many other amazing benefits that if you actually learn about them, it should be even more convincing to try fasting and not just for the weight loss benefits. 
Here are some examples of other benefits. And I do have like a post on my face on my Instagram about these benefits. So feel free to copy it, save it. So here they are, autophagy. That's your body's own cleaning, cell cleaning, cellular detoxification, blood sugar control, and reducing insulin resistance, boosting metabolism, improving the quality of your sleep, better skin, more glowing skin. I've noticed that when I fast, my skin is just, it's just so clean. Faster healing, hormone optimization, improved cardiac health, muscle sparing. And a lot of times people think the opposite. They think that fasting, they will lose muscle. It's actually the opposite. It spares your muscle and uses the fat for fuel. Unless you're like 4% body fat and super, super lean and don't have any fat, then it might use some muscle stores as well. Increased human growth hormone, it helps fight inflammation. That's one that has helped me a lot. A lot of inflammation in my knees after running for a long time and injuring my knee, having surgery. I used to have a lot of pain and inflammation in my knees. It aids in cancer prevention and can actually increase the effectiveness of chemo. Mental clarity, that's been a huge one for me. Boosting brain function and preventing neurodegenerative disorders such as Alzheimer's. Anti-aging, if you look at anyone, like some of my friends that lost tons of weight, like Neo and Stephanie, they look literally 10 years younger. It's truly remarkable what it does to your skin and how you look. And another one, this is kind of one of my favorites, is uh, helping break addictions such as uh, cigarettes, coffee, alcohol, and sugar. Whenever I do a 72-hour fast, it completely gets rid of my, like, any type of cravings. Like, if I've been drinking for a little while and, like, I'm craving wine and I do a 72-hour fast, those cravings are completely gone. Same thing with sugar. So that's one of my favorites. And of course, I always remind people this, always check with your doctor, especially if you're on prescription medications, because they will need to be adjusted as you start to lose weight. Like for example, when you start to lose weight and you are on blood pressure medications, you will need to adjust those because your blood pressure will drop. It will get, it will lower. I think mine, when I, my initial blood pressure was like in 140s. And now when I lost 60 pounds, I went down to like 98 and I wasn't on any blood pressure medication. So imagine if you are taking blood pressure meds and you're in 150s and then it drops to 100 and you take blood pressure lowering medicine, you're not going to feel good. You could even pass out <laughs> because your blood pressure can get so low. So keep that in mind. Same thing with people with type 2 diabetes. If you're taking any medicine for that, that's probably going to need to be adjusted because your blood sugar will get better. And so keep that in mind. I feel like I have to repeat that, especially as a medical person, because I think it's so important. Sometimes people forget that. At the beginning, when I started fasting, one of my biggest worries, and this is, might sound crazy, 
was that I'm going to die without food. Like it was like a legit fear of mine. And then I read about the world record of the longest fast ever, which was 383 days. Insane. 383 days. And it was a guy called Barberi in 1971. He was 456 pounds when he started, and he lost 276 pounds and basically got himself to his ideal body weight. So amazing. He consumed pretty much his water, vitamins, electrolytes, coffee, tea, and sparkling water. And guess what? He did not die. His body had enough fat that it was able to feed off of all that extra stored fat for survival. So, okay, if you were it, you're going to die after 24-hour fast. Hopefully, this has convinced you otherwise. The average human has about 30 pounds of fat. That's a lot. So even you're, if you're thin, you still have plenty of fat to feed off of. Unless you're just like literally 4% body fat, the bodybuilder, then you might not. But I actually personally don't even know anyone with that low of a body fat percentage. I feel like that the word your fat is like a taboo in our culture. But yet 73% of US adults are obese or overweight. And this is according to the December 2020 CDC report. I remember the first time I heard Cole Robinson, the founder of Snake Diet, yell, Hey, fatty! I almost had a heart attack. Like, I literally was offended. I was like, like, what? How can he call people that? And yet, I was a fatty, carrying over 80 pounds of extra weight on my body. And why is that? Why are we so sensitive about this word? Is it because it's true? Or maybe because we are in denial of being fat? I don't know. I think for me, maybe it was a combination. There is also a lot of talk about body positivity on social media. And I'm not going to get into it because obviously I don't want to offend anyone. And I have no problem with body positivity. But I have an issue with them making it look like it is okay to be fat. Because it's not. It's okay to be accepting of your current weight situation and not beating yourself up for every every second of the day for being overweight, but it is not healthy. Let's just get to the point. It is not healthy. Being overweight or obese increases your risk of so many health issues. Being overweight and obese is a health complication, and it will cause you to die early potentially. And if you end up living a long life, you will be so miserable with all those health issues and diseases that it probably won't even be worth living. Like risks of stroke, risk of heart disease, heart attack, neuropathy from diabetes, and possibly having parts of your limbs cut off. Like how fun is that? No, thank you. Fatty liver, kidney issues, high blood pressure, potentially causing stroke or kidney problems, constant insulin elevation due to eating constantly all day long. 
And I mean, those those things are just not fun. So yes, you can be positive about your body. Don't beat yourself up. But don't spread it out there like it is okay to be overweight or obese. It is not healthy. According to just what I've seen and the messages I get from people and my clients, one of the biggest obstacles for a lot of people are the hunger pangs. They just don't know how to get through those hunger pangs. You have to remember, you will have hunger pangs because they are due to the hormone called ghrelin. Ghrelin is a hormone produced in your gut. It is often called the hunger hormone. It travels through your bloodstream and to your brain where it tells your brain to become hungry and seek out food. So ghrelin's main function is to increase appetite and it makes you consume more food and take in more calories and store fat. So those hunger pangs are to be expected. Let's say that you typically eat at 8 a.m., 12, and 6 p.m., you will have those ghrelin responses at those times to tell you that you are hungry. That's what your body is used to. And what you're going to have to do, you're just going to have to push through them. If you know this will happen and it's expected and you just wait out 30 minutes, most likely that will go away. So my best advice to people is to just occupy your mind, get busy, Don't just sit there and stare at food or other people eating. Trust me, this will pass. Ghrelin will chill out and hunger will eventually go away if you just sit with it. Another super cool fact about fasting is that it actually helps break food addictions because it screws up that cycle of ghrelin. And trust me, I love, I love screwing with ghrelin. I love screwing with it so much that I'm making my mission to make it disappear completely. <laughs> I I don't know if that's even possible, but you know, I'm trying. You can start simple. Start by cutting out sugar, alcohol, and junk food. Cleaning up your diet should be your first step. The more junk food you eat, the more you'll crave crap. Your Dopamine and serotonin receptors are often so out of balance from all the crap food you've been eating that no wonder you're starving all the time. And, you know, you you don't have to cut out all the food groups and go strict keto or strict carnivore or whatever other mainstream diets. Just start by cutting out a few things, like maybe cut out bread or pasta and substitute those with veggies, maybe rice or sweet potato or other healthier options. This is not rocket science, guys. And next week, you know, try skipping breakfast. You don't have to jump in hardcore into fasting and then feel like a failure because you just couldn't do it. There are people that do better diving straight into like a 72-hour fast, but others don't. So if you're one of those people that wants to start slowly, do it. I was one of those people that started with intermittent fasting, doing 16-8, which was 16-hour fast, 8-hour eating window. So I would, start at, I would start eating at lunch and then have dinner maybe at 6 or 7 and then fast all night while I sleep and eat lunch again. So 
even that for me, skipping breakfast was hard. Coming from a bodybuilding world of eating six meals a day, and literally, I would have an alarm clock on my phone reminding me to eat every three to four hours so I don't lose muscle. I mean, insanity. So trust me, I get it. But do not let this stop you from experimenting, experiencing with all the amazing health benefits of fasting. Go at your own pace. Listen to your body. To fast forward, I have done many different fasts, including many dry fasts, which I'm not going to discuss here because I have another episode on my podcast that I talk about this. And it's not something that I would recommend to brand new fasters. I have completed many three to five day fasts with ease. And yes, this is coming from a person that could not imagine skipping breakfast with the fear of literally dying from hunger pangs or going into a starvation mode. So yes, you can do this and you will set your intentions and just go for it. Remember, you are the boss, not the food. Food is not the boss of you. You are the boss of the food. And food is always going to be there. It's not going to go away. We are not going to run out of pizza or other food out there. I hope this helped you guys and motivated you to try fasting and perhaps fall in love with it like I have. It has truly changed my life. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, share it on your social media, and be sure to leave a review on iTunes. Follow Monica on Instagram at fit.fat.hotaf and on Twitter at fitfathotaf.